awesome worship, awesome prayer, awesome family time. Thank you, Lord. We have a couple of announcements. I'm sorry, I kind of feel a little spacey. I feel like I don't know where we're supposed to go from here. Um, I think it's just, it's hard to have to keep going when we have someone in need. Part of our family is not doing 100%. So we will keep going because we will. Um, so I have these announcements, but I feel like, how do you just make that switch? <clears throat> um, announcements is July 23rd through 25th, Matt and Des will be here, which is not this weekend, but the following weekend. So we'll have them here for three days. And speaking of um, Roger, um, Marilyn, Lydia, and Tabitha are looking to put together a benefit. So if you guys could help in any way, financially, physically you can be there, or you just want to donate, please see them. They need a lot of things. They've got a lot of ideas. I don't believe they have a date set, but they're working on it. So please, if you would like to help in any way, just be there, just pray, just give. Um, please see one of them. And that is our announcements. Um, yeah, I did that already. Second day back, second service back. Good to be back. We're getting back in our rhythm. Sort of, kind of, we are. <laughs> sort of, kind of, we are. It's good to see you guys. It's good to look out there and see people. I went to a worship service with Zoe on Friday night, and it was awesome. It was awesome to just be in this service, and we're just worshiping. Like, at first, I thought it was a concert, and I was like, okay. But it's like, seriously, you, we just went to a worship service, and it was good. There was no pomp and circumstance. There was no lighting, no nothing. It was just worshiping God, coming back together. A lot of churches are still getting back to where they have services and worship nights or concerts, gathering, large gatherings like that. And it was really nice to just go and just soak it up. Long overdue. So I'm going to turn it over to this guy right here. I just want to take one last look. You guys are great. I love seeing your shiny faces. Sorry, one more thing. Chris is rolling up his sleeves. <laughs> oh, he's got two sleeves. Let's see. What do we say? Man, if y'all can't just look at each other, this is so good. This is good to be back. That COVID was no joke. You ready? Everything's fine? Yeah. Um, man, thank y'all for being such a good family that um, if you weren't here or you're tuning in, um, I know that we just went we just went live on Zoom and they started recording. Um, Roger Rodriguez, who is an amazing young man who's married to royalty in Sarah um, Rodriguez. Um, he got COVID in that whole wave when it went through the church a month or so ago. And um, it was a few days later that he went into the hospital, emergency room, and um, 
he's been in there, I think it's a total, it's close to 20 days or something like that, and um, his body has not done well. They've had to have him on breathing machines. I think at one point he was on two machines. Um, there, uh, there's just a lot of complications. And, you know, with COVID, it makes no sense. Uh, you can have people that are in the worst health that you could imagine, and they get no symptoms or a little cough. And then you have someone like Roger, who's 30 years old and in great shape that runs up and down houses and stuff all the time, and it puts him in the hospital. Um, and so during our worship, um, Sarah is actually not here today. She's there at the hospital with him. They're waiting to get approval uh, to get moved to another hospital where they can do another treatment. They actually want to do a lung transplant on him. There's some other options as well. Uh, so it's very serious. Um, and so uh, what I have written here on this, um, what I had felt like the Lord was leading me to do today and what songs that Adrian and I just sat here and did, none of that matters. That doesn't mean anything. I don't have to do my agenda and I don't have to, we don't have to, you know, do six songs and preach 45 minutes for it to be an actual church service, which we don't have services anymore. Amen. We have encounters with the Father. And so if you came in late or if you're tuned in now, during our worship, um, Sarah called in. Actually, Ronnie was, uh, I guess, I don't know if, FaceTime, yeah, I couldn't. I knew it was one of them faces. <laughs> Ronnie was FaceTiming with Sarah, and um, Roger began to have an episode, which means his oxygen level in his blood goes down, and basically you you drown because you can't breathe. You know your blood carries your oxygen, right? And it has to be at that percentage in order for it to flow right, and for you to breathe. It's an amazing, miraculous thing that God created. And this began to happen to him a while ago. And Ronnie just, just gave me some clarity. Um, the machine stopped twice, which never happens. And so he was talking to Roger and Sarah, and they actually feel like it's an actual attack towards the machines. And so um, when I say that this doesn't matter, and, and I don't mean it disrespectful, but YouTube doesn't matter. Our family matters. You are what matters. The people are what matters, right? Um, and so we stopped worship. Uh, well, Adriana kept going, and we just, we just began and asked for everyone to declare and just pray for Roger, for his lungs and, and everything. And, and they truly need that. Like, like, there's no reason for us to stop, right? And I love what Raquel said. If it was your son or your daughter or your wife or your husband, you wouldn't stop. You wouldn't want us to stop, right? You would want us to continue to pray. So, so please, um, you know, we're not, we're not thinking like in old days where, you know, um, we need to come up here for 26 hours a day and fast for, you know, I mean... All that's important and it's good. I'm not mocking it. What I'm telling you is that some of you have to go to work. You can't come up here all day long and pray. You can't stay in your room all day long and pray. But when you're, when you're driving, when you're at your desk, when you're walking at a job site, when you're going from one 
client to another. And just, just remember, man, Lord, we lift up Roger. Lift up Roger. Pray for his lungs. Does that make sense? And, and, and I love what you said. And I think, man, ch church, this is what's so important is if it was your son or your daughter, you would, you would want us to do that, right? And that's not a slap because, man, you guys are you're just amazing. But let's continue. Let's, continue. let's don't stop, right? Let's continue to, to lift up Roger's lungs and the healing, the, the miraculous healing. Pray against the attack of the enemy because we don't know the answer. We don't know, we don't know what it is. We know two things that are absolutely certain. We know that God loves us, can do anything and all that stuff about him, and we know the enemy hates us. And so let's continue to push in with that. Is that, can we do that? Okay. And uh, are, are y'all staying in here? No? Okay. So kiddos, you ready? All right. Have at it. Take off. Be blessed in Jesus' name. That's quick and easy, right? Um, so Sarah's out today, and so there's uh, Lydia's got to handle the kids. So um, I know everybody that is uh, on your phone is because you're looking at your Bible. You're not Instagramming us. <laughs> it's okay if you Instagram us. Anyway, never mind. It used, it used to be a funnier joke, but now we actually want you to Instagram us and Facebook us, and pretty soon we're actually going to have a TikTok uh, channel. Absolutely. It is the number one social media platform at the moment, highest percentage. There's a lot of bad stuff on there. Um, they, just don't, they just don't know any better, and so we want to be the light. Amen? Um, you know, in the old days, we would say, I'm not going to get TikTok. That's sinful place. They talk sinful stuff. They do sinful things. And Jesus is like, I'll go. Y'all seen The Chosen? I love when that guy, the, the woman at the well and her husband says, uh, as they're coming in to stay at his house, please stay at my house. And he says, my dead grandmother lives in the up room. And Jesus says, I want that one. I truly think Jesus was like that, I, I, you know, from what I read and see, but. Uh, I see that Sarah is on. Is that right? Sarah and Roger? Yeah, she's waving. We love you guys. We're continually praying for y'all. Yeah. All right. We'll let you slide for not being here today, Sarah, with all your, all your important responsibilities. Roger's more important. Um, turn with me, if you would, to the book of Colossians. And uh, please don't think, oh, my God, it's 1145. We're going to be late because all them restaurants, they stay open. It's okay. We're not a, did anybody remember uh, when everything used to close on Sundays? Yeah. yeah. In my, uh, my dad's family, their, their side, uh, they're all living, most of them live in this little town called Rusk, Texas. Population, I think it's about 4,000 now. It used to be 3,300 whenever we were kids going up there because you'd see the sun every time. And it was, uh, I don't remember what they, what they called it, Blue Sunday or Blue, the Blue Law or something. Like, I don't remember, something like, yeah. On Sunday, you couldn't go get anything. Grocery store would barely open and close at noon. My grandpa used to say, yep, Sunday's around here. We fold up the sidewalks. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But uh, no, I'm not going to be long. I just want to give you a, um, a little bit of a, of a base this morning for what I'm going to share. And then we're actually going to pray for Roger again in a minute. Um, Raquel's going to come up and handle that. And um, I'm just going to give us a base for that and for, I'll come back to this next week. I, I, I really am um, excited about this journey that we're on. You know, COVID hit the church again uh, about a month or so ago, and it really kind of, um, it was, a, it's like having a wreck, right? You don't plan on it, you don't like it, but you got to deal with it, and it causes issues and problems, and so we were down for three weeks as our second week back, like Raquel mentioned, and um, that messed up my, I actually had COVID, Raquel and I both, uh, and it messed up everything, man. There were days where I just couldn't get off the couch. It just, body just feeling ugly and horrible and just, you know, all that stuff if you've, if you've had any of that. But it throws off life. Is that true? And um, I'm an extremely patterned person. Uh, I do things like pattern, right? I'm a very routine. Raquel can put the basket right here. And she can say, that's where the dirty clothes go. And she can come back in a month. And like, I program that, right? I see, oh, basket there. And it's in. The clothes will go right there in that basket. And then she'll go move the basket a month later and not say anything. I'm not putting them in that basket. I'm putting them right there where I programmed that they go. And she'll have to come and say, Chris, put them in the basket. Well, I, you know. So this whole thing threw me off, it got out of my rhythm, got out of my routines, my, my normal operating procedures, and I did not like it. I don't like it at all. And so I feel like even as a church, as a community, we're getting back in this, in this routine. Uh, we do have uh, several people out today that are traveling. Uh, Eric's daughter got married, woohoo, yeah. So uh, Roger's sister got married. Um, there is, um, of course, Sarah, Roger, and them. There's a few other people out. So just be praying for our family, but getting back in that groove. But Colossians 3, I touched on this last week as we talked about freedom. And um, um, this, I want to talk about freedom. I want to continue on about that, but freedom for identity. I'm going to read through some things, and I'm only going to give a couple of little, little highlights, and then we're going to shift gears to, uh, to pray for Roger. But um, I'm going to be reading out of the Passion, uh, and so just uh, bear with me a second here. Let me, oops, forgot, had the wrong one where I need it. Um, Colossians 3, uh, it says, Christ's um, resurrection is your resurrection too. And this is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Amen? Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. So you may know this in King James, New King James, or NIV or whatever. I'm going to read it out of the New American Standard as well. He says, therefore, if you have been raised with Christ, 
Keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on the things of the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. So uh, that was verse uh, 1 through 5. Um, I stopped on verse 2 in the, in the Passion. Uh, something to pay attention to in verse 2. He says that um, uh, fill your thoughts with heavenly realities. So in the old way, we would say set your mind on things above. So a little bit of clarity here from the Aramaic is fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. So we're, we're a dual citizenship. Is there anybody in here that's dual citizen anywhere? Oh, um, Brazil? Argentina, that's right. I was close. Um, So I meant in, in any other nation in the, in the earth. Sorry. So, cool. Dual citizen, Argentina and United States. That's really cool. Um, actually, smart Alec is correct. We are all dual citizens. Uh, you would be a triune citizen or a, a, a triple citizen, I guess. Um, because we are citizens here, and we're citizens in heaven. And you've been here for any length of time. You've heard us talk about that. So the point of this verse, the point I wanted to highlight real quick, is that fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Then I'm going to hit some things in a minute that in our old religious ways we would have said, that's why we don't do this, that's why we don't do that, that's why we don't go here, that's why we don't go there. And we write a Dr. Seuss book about religion, right? <laughs> and the reality is that it has nothing to do with the thing. I'm sorry, I'm jumping. Uh, these, are, these, are, these are ideas and, and things that are distractions from the natural realm. Anything other than God that tries to distract us. Like COVID. COVID makes you sick. It doesn't disrupt your, who you are as a child of God. Amen? Okay, good. I made sure I had a right verse or, or comment there. Okay. COVID does not, does not you know, um, it doesn't mess with your standing as a son or a child of God. It affects your physical body in this, in this world, right? I, I made mention earlier about having a car wreck. Same thing. That's a that's a thing. How about when somebody makes you angry? That's a distraction. Uh, anyway, let's 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 go on. Uh, verse three. These are these next few verses are are really critical here. He says, "Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life, and now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ, and as Christ Himself is seen for who He really is." Who you really are will also be revealed, for you are now one with him in his glory. That's a really, really powerful statement from our Father about who you are. So, 
The true life that we have, it's hidden in him. That's the real you. You remember Galatians 2.20, right? No longer do I live, but Christ lives in me. Yes? Um, but see, Christ is seen as he really is. And you are seen as you really are. You're, you're being revealed to that. Let's read it again. Verse 3. We're going to read 3 and 4. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. So we were, no, we were crucified with him, right? Crucified, justified, just as if I died. Is that right? You, you were buried with him, resurrected with him. Amen? And it says that now that moment, that revelation, that understanding, you know, when you're born again, when you get saved, when you make that happy hop to hallelujah, as we used to say in the old days. You remember that? No, I'm showing my age. <laughs> X that off the YouTube there. Um, the moment when that happens, your tie to the natural life is severed. What that's talking about is your nature. You are no longer dead in your trespasses and sin. You're no longer a sinner. I'm glad you agree. Just don't hit the camera because you'll shake it real bad. You're severed from this natural life, yes? And that's why I believe he says that there talks about the natural um, distractions. See, they're only distractions to you and I. They're not connections. You're, you're not a sinner anymore. You've been freed from that. You've been born again. You've got an absolutely new righteousness nature. You have the nature of your father. Yes? And so, if there is a natural distraction... It's a distraction. It's not a connection. So I love how Chris Valentin talks about some of this. He talks about um, some of these things not being uh, like people say, oh, you have an alcohol problem or, oh, you have a pornography problem. And he says, it's not that, no, you don't have an addiction. You have a distraction. You have something that is, is pulling and tying. You're not a sinner anymore. You're not lost, as we used to say. You're a son or a daughter of the Most High God. Amen? And here's the beauty of this. Look at this. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tide of this life. And now, now your true life is hidden away in God in Christ. You see how he makes that point, your true life? You see that? Um, in the, uh, let me move on, sorry. Um, I'm trying to think of what to condense in. It's. It's tough. Um, you're hidden away in God, in Christ, with your true life. That means there's something else than what was. Does that make sense? It's another step. It's another notion that, hey, you're different. There's something more. And it's not that you're not that now. It's that the nature was changed and now comes all the other part of growing into that nature. The real you coming out. Because he says right here in verse 4, 
Look at this. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is. Jesus is known for who he really was, right? He was the son of God. Yes? The same way that that is true, he says right here, who you really are will also be revealed for now, for you are now one with him in glory. You know, uh, John 4, 17, uh, 1 John 4, 17, uh, all you SOK people ought to know it by heart. For as Jesus is, so are we. As Jesus is now, so are we. We're just like him. That's why we can call on Roger to be healed, and it should happen. Amen? Um, we'll, we'll come back next week, and I'm going to dig into that. But let me, let me jump in verse 5. Uh, live as one who has died to every form Notice that word, every form of sexual sin and impurity. Live as one who died to diseases. Live as one who died to diseases. We are, I mean, think about that. Let me come back to that next. Man, there's so much I want to go into. I'm sorry. Uh, live as one who died to diseases and desires for forbidden things, including the desire for wealth, which is the essence of idol worship. Verse 6, when you live in these vices, you ignite the anger of God against these acts of disobedience. Does it say in there that dad gets angry at you and flips the table and brings the belt? No, because he doesn't. He gets angry against the acts of disobedience. We'll talk more about that. Verse 7, uh, that is, that's how you once behaved, characterized by your evil deeds, but now it's time to eliminate them from your lives once and for all. Anger, fits of rage, all forms of hatred, cursing, filthy speech, and lying. Lay aside your old Adam self, with its masquerade and, dis and disguise. When you see people out there in the world, when you brush up against them, when, you, when you're dealing with people um, and certain things are done or said or certain patterns of behavior, um, they're simply not living as who they really are. Their true self has not come out yet. And that comes when you have the connection with God the Father. Does that make sense? And, and do you, I don't know about you, but when I read this verse this way in the Passion, it just really hit me in a whole different way. Lay aside your old Adam self with its masquerade and its disguise. Man, that's, that's, that's a big, big passage, right? Verse 10, he says, why? Because for you have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. Here's what I mainly want to leave you with today, just to kind of ponder and think about till next week. He says, so we're talking about being separated from the forms of evil, the, the, the life of natural um, distractions. That's what he mentioned earlier. Does that make sense? 
And he says, you do that because you have acquired new creation life, which is, look, continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you. Romans 8, 29, right? For we are conformed to the image of his son. Y'all remember that passage? You can, you can go there and read that whole line there, Romans 8, 29. We are constantly in the working of, I used to think in my old religious place, I used to think that I'm constantly working on, God's working on me to be better or be good. Two quotations. He's working on me to be better, to be good, to be more holy. And the reality is that he's renewing me. He's working on me. He's changing me to be renewed into the likeness of the one who created me. Yes? Look at the next part. Um, giving you the full revelation of God. Here's the amazing key in this passage. The more the revelation you have of your true self, the more, I'm sorry, the more likeness you have in yourself as you change and conform to the likeness of the Father, the more revelation of Him that you receive. You know why? Because you are him and he's you. And there's a lot of scripture to back. Am I saying that we're God? No, come on, don't. None of y'all said that, but somebody will, somebody will pull that and say, oh, he's saying that we're gods. Heresy. I'll join Dub. Heresy hunters, hashtag. Um, the point is, is that we were given freedom from our past from the life of this realm so that we could come into the fullness of who we are, which pulls us into having the fullness of him. Your becoming you is directly tied to your revelation of the Father. And, you know, so instead of revelation, you know, that's our good church word. Maybe we need to stop using that. I don't think TikTok would take off with revelation. Man, I thought that was funny. I'm sorry. Um, the better understanding that we have. The deeper that we come to know who we really are and that conforming process that he does with us, we come to our true self. That's what he says. The more of that that happens the better understanding we have of who God is. That, to me, is mind-blowing. That really, that really, really, really... I mean, that's a good punch in the gut. I don't like getting hit in the gut, but this is a good one, yes? Kind of rattles everything. Um, so, oh, I lost my spot. Um... Verse 10, uh, for you have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. You want the full revelation of God? You've got to learn who you really are in a deeper way, which is a great thing. Amen. Uh, verse 11, in this new creation life, your nationality makes no difference. Your ethnicity, education, your economic status, they matter nothing for it is Christ that means everything 
as he lives in every one of us. You, verse 12, you are always and dearly loved by God. So robe yourself with the virtues of God since you have been divinely chosen to be holy. Be merciful as you endeavor to understand others. Be compassionate, showing kindness toward all. Be gentle and humble, unoffendable. And then you take that word out of the Bible. Um, be gentle and humble and unoffendable. That was another joke, sorry. Uh, in your patience with others. Tolerate the weaknesses of those in the family of faith, forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus. If you find fault with someone, release the same gift of forgiveness to them. Verse 14, for love is a supreme and must flow through each of these virtues, and love becomes the mark of true maturity. These, these things that he just listed, he just went down, we used to call it a list, right? I better be acting this way when it has nothing to do with how I act, but how I am. It has nothing to do with the things that I do, but with who I really am. Because when, did Jesus have to force himself to, to love the, the woman at the well or the Samaritans? No, even the Romans. I mentioned this last week. Remember he chopped off, or Peter chopped off the, ear and Jesus healed the guy? Oh, no, man. That would have been one of them natural distractions for me. Man, that sucker come to rest me. I ain't fixing his ear. I would have been a little... But Jesus didn't have to even... He, doesn't, he just was. He was love. He, he is love. And so these, these right here, that's not a list of how we need to be. It's a, it's a description of how his heart is, which, again, the more we become who we really are in him the bigger revelation we have of him. Um, verse 15, I'm just going to read through these real quick. Let your heart always be guided by the peace of the anointed one who called you to peace as part of his body. And always be thankful. That's a, that's a good word, amen? Always be thankful. Let the word of Christ live in you richly, flooding you with all wisdom. Apply the scriptures as you teach and instruct one another with psalms. And with festive praises, with prophetic songs given to you spontaneously by the Spirit to sing to God uh, with all your hearts. Let every activity of your life and every word that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. And bring your constant praise to the Father of what Christ has done for you. It's a beautiful, beautiful passage. He, these two main points our list of things that we used to think in our religious way, we used to think these are lists of we got we to gotta try not to be that way and we better try to be this way. But we were given freedom from the Father so that we, not so we could follow a list, we were given freedom so that we could step into our true identity. You were made free to be who he created you to be so that you could understand and learn more about him so you could change the world. That's exactly what we just read and what he's trying to do in all of us. Does that make sense? And so this morning, I wanted to just read through and just hit a couple of spots. Um, we're renewed into his likeness so that we can get the full revelation of him. It's an amazing thing, and I'll get into more detail on that next week. But um, we're going we're gonna to switch to a... Um, I wanted to cover those passages so that we have the base 
of one of the main principles that we believe in, which is that we feast on, verse 2 in chapter 3 says, we feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill our thoughts with heavenly realities. We're going to take just a few moments here, and as family again, we're going to pray for Roger. Um, and as we do that, we, we need us to think of the heavenly realities, the heavenly possibilities. Let me read it one more time. Feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm. You, you, you ever, man, don't you like the word feast? You know, John's cooked for us a couple of times, and he doesn't know the meaning of the word minimal. <laughs> Man, we go over, and I pray that I was bigger and had a bigger stomach. John makes one of the absolute best burgers that I've ever had, and then he makes, I mean, you'll have a burger, you'll have fish, Two different kinds of fish. One is one sauce and one is another that he smoked. And then you'll have the bacon wrap jalapeno. And then he'll try the shrimp ones too. And then there will be some chips and salsa and guacamole. And I love you, John, if you didn't know that. But when you go to John's house for dinner like that, oh, I guess I'm putting expectations. Sorry. <laughs> The two times, or a couple of times that I've been to John's house to eat like that, when he does that, I, after the first time, I was like, dang, man. And I knew that I was going to feast on all the treasures of the White family <laughs> at their table. John White can cook, man. But he does, even in here, have you noticed in the breakfast, it's not just some little... Something, it varies, of course. But man, what I'm saying is, is that same mindset. It's like going to the Brazilian steakhouse, man, and you keep the thing green. They bring you out whatever you want. No, no, sir, I want a lamb chop. Give me the picon, give me the, you know, and they just keep bringing it. You and I, that's the reality. That's not our attitude. That's the reality of what we have with the supernatural heavenly realities. You're allowed to feast on them. He's not saying this, but I would say we should be feasting on the heavenly realities. Let me read it one more time, and then Raquel's going to come. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Amen? Not with the distractions of the natural realm. So we're going to pray for Roger. Listen, I'll tell you what I'm going to do before you get up here. Um, <clears throat> I'm, going to, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pray to dismiss in case anybody's got to go. You don't have to wait for that. <laughs> Obviously, there's that religiousness again. huh? <laughs> we're just family at home. But uh, me and Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you for just an amazing group of people. I know we've got several people out. and We ask for you to bless them where they are. Uh, bless them with whatever is going on. And uh, we pray for this word that we just read, that there would be an influx of it in our, in our thoughts, in our spirit, uh, and in our very pattern of thinking that we would begin to feast on the supernatural realities. In the mighty name of Jesus.
Amen and amen. Um, so Raquel's going to open this up uh, here in a second. She's going to say some things, and Adriana's going to come, and uh, she's going to play in the background. Um, and this is a family affair, so I'll let her explain. He's good, amen? Are you ready to see him change Roger's hospital room? I'm back. Um, so yesterday, um, <clears throat> Chris was going over his notes, and I just had this thought that with everything that Roger's going through, everything that we're going through as a body, even with him, that, you know, should we even, like, have a service, you know, worship and teaching? Should we just come together and just pray, just go to the Lord and lift up Roger? But there's that, you know, I still find those religious roots inside of me where I'm like, no, you got to have a church service and you got to do worship and Chris has to preach or da-da-da-da. But that's not who we are, right? We're building this new path, and we don't know, um, like Zoe and I were talking about, building that new path of where we're going the problem is this church path is already built. We know how to do that. It's worship and teaching. This is a different one. I said all that to say that we just want to go into prayer. Sorry, let me back up. My thought was is that we would do this, um, prayer for Roger. And then Chris and I were talking right before service, and he kind of had the same thing. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do this. <clears throat> so this isn't going to be me coming up to pray or Chris praying. This is all of us as a body mm-hmm. taking turns, going to the Lord. You know, just to be a little raw and honest with you, coming from that religion and that church environment, it's hard to step out and proclaim and declare and decree new lungs in Roger. Because what if it doesn't happen? What, is, what do I look like? What do I look like? Am I a false prophet? Am I a false teacher? Am I, is God really real? And I start to think in that, I start to go into that little hole where I think, well, if I don't say that, then I won't make God look bad because what if he doesn't do it? And to be honest, those fears are still there. They are the fears that are lingering in my mind. What if it doesn't happen? But dang, what if it does? (laughs) What if it does? There's power in our voice to speak to our body. And what I mean by our body, our spiritual body, This guy comes in and he waves these flags and he changes an atmosphere for us to come and worship. And he does it not for a pat on the back. He does it because that's who he is. And he is part of us. So part of us can't breathe right now. Part of us is struggling. Part of us is going to have to go and possibly have a um, transplant. And we don't want that because that is a long process. Why do we need a transplant when we have the creator that created him? So that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to go after. There are no right words to pray. You don't have to pray King James or the Passion Translation. It's just the words that you have. If you just come up here and say, breathe 20,000 times, then that's your prayer. If you just come up here and say, Lord, open his lungs, then that's your prayer. That's the beautifulness about God is that's our relationship. And that's what we're asking you. So I'm going to start it out. If you're ready, please, I'm asking you guys to come up here. And 
I hope you hear my heart when I say this, that if it was your son or if it was your daughter, that's, that's no in-your-face kind of comment. Because the truth is, he is our son. He is our, our son. He is our husband. He is our brother. He is our father. He is the one that changes an atmosphere for us here. He's part of us. So please, I'm asking you to come up here and take your turn and speak. Speak, pray, and ask the Lord. Does that make sense what we're going to do? When you're ready, come up here. I'll hand you the mic, and you can speak. So I'm going to start it out. When you're ready, come up here, and we're going to pray together. Lord, we come to you in prayer. I'm going to take my shoes off. we come to you, Father, once again. But the beautiful part, Lord, is that we're not bugging you. We're not your kids. Like, here we come again. We're coming to you, Lord, and you want us to come to you as much as we want to come to you. And Lord, we lift up part of our body. We lift up Roger Rodriguez, Father, the young man that you created and you put atmosphere changer inside of him. That guy, We're lifting him up to you, Lord. He needs his lungs healed. He needs them renewed. We know that a transplant can happen, and we know that you can do paperwork. But that's not what we're asking. We're asking for lungs. We're asking for a creative miracle for new lungs in this man. Lord, my prayer right now is that those alarms go crazy, that they go off because his lungs are opening up on his own. Because the new lungs that you're putting in him, the machines can't work that way. Because they don't have to breathe for him anymore. Because of the new lungs that you have placed in him, Lord. Oh, Father, I'm using my voice right now, the authority that I have, Lord. No arrogance, just truth. I use that and I speak new lungs. I speak peace to Roger, Father. I speak for his chest to expand on its own and go down on its own, to take a deep breath. That oxygen would fill his lungs, fill his body, fill his mind, his spirit, his soul, would fill that room, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. If you want to come up here and speak it out, look, you don't have to just come up and pray. Pray where you're at. Use your voice. Use it out loud. If any of you know me, you know that this has been my struggle. Speak. Speak. Use your voice. Come up here. You don't have to. But let's use what we have. Let's use our authority. So when we were worshiping earlier, I just... You know, we've all, Sarah, all of us as a family have believed from day one, this is just an attack from the enemy. And just, and so when we were worshiping earlier, I thought, you know, they just bought a home and behind the home is an empty lot that they want to build a youth center on. They want to try and buy that lot to build a youth center. So there's so many things that they've got planned that they're going to do, lives they're going to touch young men that they're going to give answers to and hope to and and speak like that 
adversary, the enemy, is trying to take his voice. He has no right. And as we were worshiping earlier, it was like an Avenger movie. I saw us praying together, and I just saw the enemy just being smashed against the wall and disintegrating like you would see like in an Avenger movie because God is that powerful. I believe this is an attack from an enemy that he has no right to do. So we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. We rebuke any any forces, any power, anything, God, that he's trying to use against your son. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus, and we decree that he is set free. No more pressure on his chest. No more inflammation in his lungs, God. He has got your breath in him. He has got your life in him. He is breathing, God. He is walking. He is talking. We see him, Father, right now, getting up, full of breath, dancing out of that hospital, singing out of the hospital, waving the flags, changing the atmosphere there, God. That's what we see. That's our reality, Father. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for how you are a God of love, a God of life, a God of hope, a God that heals, a God that never, never falls short. You're a good, good Father, and it's not over until it's good because it's you, God, that does it. So we thank you, God, and we just claim that. We decree it in the name of Jesus. We decree his healing. We decree him being made whole. Father, we don't want a process of healing. We want a created miracle where he's healed immediately in the name of Jesus. We just thank you, Father. We thank you. This young man has to be home, God. He has to be home here with us so that he can move your word, bring your kingdom as he was called to do. He is a faithful son, Father God, and we just love him, and we just put him in your arms, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Anyone else? Thank you, Father. Thank you for your mighty, mighty, powerful hand over Roger. Thank you, Father, that your presence is in that hospital room, Father. I thank you, Father, that your angels are encamped around, Father, in that room and in the building, Father, in the atmosphere, Father, of your glory, Lord. Thank you, Father, that your hedge of protection is over Roger, Father. Father, and I thank you that anything and everything that the enemy threw at Roger, at Sarah, at that family, Father, have been vanished, Father. That no dart, Father, that has been thrown to them, Father, will pierce their bodies, Father. Lord, I thank you that you are covering him, Lord, right now, even in this moment, Father. As Pastor Chris said that the oxygen, Father, carries the, the blood carries the oxygen. Well, it's your blood running through Roger. It is your full blood that you shed on that cross that flows the same. It is the same Holy Spirit that resurrected Jesus when he died on that cross. It is the same Holy Spirit that is inside of Roger, resurrecting every part inside of him, Father. We speak life over his lungs, Father, and we thank you, Lord. 
that your mighty hands, at the, even at this moment, I can see you just touching him and caressing him with your goodness, Father, your presence, Father, such a peace, Father. And I thank you for Sarah that a peace that surpasses all understanding, Father, is upon her, Lord, that even though she sees with her natural eyes, she knows through the Spirit, Father, what you are doing and the presence that you are upon them, Father. I thank you, Lord, the unity that is in this church, Father, raising up your presence for an encounter for Roger fully, Lord. I thank you, Father, that all the promises are yes and amen over Roger and Sarah as a married couple, Father, that it, all those promises will bear fruit, Father, and will come forth, Father. Lord, that even though we don't understand the situation right now, Lord, we understand you, and you are so good, Father, and dreams do not die, Father, but they prosper, Father. And I thank you, Lord, that you called vi Roger a vision caster, Father. He does not just cast visions for himself, but he sees people, and he casts those visions upon people, Father, that they sometimes don't even know, Father. That is who you are raising up, Father. And I thank you, Lord, that even as he encounters you, Father, in that, those rooms, Father, you are full, filling him with so much more of readiness, of preparedness, Father, of what he's going to walk through, Father. With the, with, I see him with the baton, Father, with the baton, Father, that he is carrying high, Father, and he is ready, he is ready, he is ready to run, Father, but he is going through the process of receiving everything that you have for him, Father. And one he raises up from that bed, Father, with the baton carrying really high, Father, ready to give it to someone else, Father. We thank you, Lord, that he casts visions that you give him upon other people, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Anyone else? Listen, if you're worried about being on YouTube, you just come and let me know afterwards and we can cut you out. So you can come up here with no no worries about that. Come right. Right Um so on Thursday, um uh one of the groups I'm in did a prayer for Roger and one of the guys sent me a text message and I've been kind of thinking about it. And he said, he saw Roger's like a boiled egg. And that's kind of funny because um, I'm like, okay. And he says, um, but what we don't understand about a boiled egg is um, it cooks from the inside out. The pressure makes the shell boil. And as more pressure, that's what causes it to crack. And he, he said something. And this guy only knows Roger from Facebook. He's never seen him in person. Um, but anybody who does knows that when Roger's filled with the Spirit, he, he breaks out in laughter, not just a little laughter. And he says, I see laughter from the Holy Spirit crushing his uh, shell of that hard-boiled egg. And I loved it, but it, it went even further. Um, so when Sarah read the message, she, for whatever reason, she kept seeing a yoke. And um, I text him, and I asked him if that meant anything to you. And he goes, well, the thing of it is, is, um, doctors and humans can't see what's going on in the supernatural inside. They can, they're limited to what they can see. Only God can see what's being done in that yoke, under that shell, in those lungs. Um, so today, I just um, claim that that yoke, uh, the yoke birthed something. So in those lungs, in the new lungs that are becoming reformed as the shell breaks off and that new comes in, there's um, a new breath that's going to come out of Roger because um, he's already contagious. 
um, and the Holy Spirit, and it's just going to be more so. He's just going to touch more lives, and him and Sarah as partners are just going to spread it. Um, that's a power couple. I think it's so funny that um, Sarah's nickname before she met Roger was Princess, because all she needed was her prince, for they can become king and queens together. Um, so I just speak into their identity of royalty and the kingdom that they're going to take and the kingdom they're going to bring, Father. And the enemy takes his lungs because he knows Roger has words to say. And so right now we give that back to Roger. What the enemy takes, you restore and you double. So, Father, we're claiming that double. We're tripling, we're quadrupling, whatever multiple you're doing right now, times 10, Father, you will do in Roger's lungs. And when he's made new, we will claim lives with the breath that you gave him in those lungs. In your son's name, Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else, guys? We're just going to the Lord. Miss Angela. Miss Angela. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Help me, guys. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. Hallelujah. We glorify you, O God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We welcome you and we acknowledge your presence in our midst. Because without you, Holy Ghost, we are nothing. We are nothing without you, Lord. Hallelujah. Our righteousness are as filthy rags. But we thank you, Father, for you, our righteousness, you, our peace, you, our joy, you, our healer, you, our protector, you, our provider, you, our banner, you, our everything, Father. And we just want to say thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, for Roger and Sarah. We thank you on a whole for our core family, hallelujah. And we thank you, Lord, hallelujah, for touching Roger we are in that hospital room, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, you are omnipresent. And right now, you are in Roger's room right now. So we thank you, Lord God. Distance is not a problem with you. Your hand is not too short that you cannot touch, you cannot heal. So we thank you, Father, you have already healed Roger. 20,000 years ago, when you died on that cross, one of the... the, the the lashes that you took, one was for Roger right now, where he is right now. And you said it is finished. And by your stripes, we, by your stripes, we were healed. Roger was healed 20,000 years ago. So right now, Roger is healed in the name of Jesus. So I thank you, Father, for just touching Roger right now, Lord God. And helping him, teaching him to walk in his healing. To accept that healing, oh God. To walk in it. Because he is already healed. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for giving him peace of mind. Peace of mind, oh God. Because your peace surpasses every understanding. We thank you, Father, for giving him your joy. Because your joy is his strength. We thank you, Lord, for giving him your joy. Your joy is Roger's strength. Your joy is Sarah's strength in the name of Jesus. So we thank you for Roger strengthening him right now, oh God. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Strengthening Roger, God, in the name of Jesus. 
Father, we thank you for even anointing him right now, Lord God. Because your anointing destroys yokes. Your anointing cuts down mountains. Your anointing exalts valleys. So we thank you, Father, for anointing Sarah, anointing Roger right now, Lord God. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the angels that encamp about and around them right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We say thank you, Lord, for ministering unto them, O God. Ministering unto them, sending your, your angels to minister unto them, O God. Your warring angels, Father, we thank you for the warring angels which are warring on their behalf right now. In the heavenlies, in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you for the victory, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. We thank you, Lord God, that they have the victory. Roger is victorious in the name of Jesus. Sarah is victorious in the name of Jesus. Their name is victory in the name of Jesus. Because greater is he. God that is in them than the devil that is in the world. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the victory. We thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that Roger and Sarah have a testimony. They have a testimony. They have a testimony. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because this is not of death, it is of life. What Roger is going through is not of death, it is of life. Hallelujah. He will be able to lift up people, what he's going through, what the devil means for evil. God is turning it around. God is turning it around. So therefore, he will be able to speak to others. He will be able to encourage others because of what he has gone through. So Father, we just want to thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. You guys got anything? Anyone else? Amen. Please feel free. Speak. Um, can I sit? Is that okay? God told me I need to sit, so <laughs> trying to be obedient. Um, so like Chris um, preached earlier, we are in two different places, and we are seated with Christ. So I'm going to sit. And I kept hearing the tide has turned. As we are worshiping and as we are praying, the tide has turned for Roger. The tide has turned on the report that they received. The tide has turned. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Father. You are good. Thank you for this body to come together, to come together for the one, for the one, for your son, Lord. We thank you for it right now in the midst of what's going on, all the confusion, all the reports of what the doctor said. Your word speaks a better word, doesn't it? Your word is above every other word. And so we just come in a line. We come in agreement of what you said. And I just thank you for it, Lord, right now. 
I just picture his lungs. I kept seeing his lungs. And it was so awesome what Lydia said. I actually saw almost like crust on his lungs. And so right now, as we've been praying, as we've been worshiping, though that crust, that, that shell is breaking off. And we just thank you, Father, that the angels have come. They've given him new lungs from heaven. I thank you for your brand. Your, you bringing brand new lungs, a new transplant of lungs into him. Your breath, your life blowing in and out of his lungs right now. I just thank you for it, Lord. And I just plead the blood of Jesus, your blood, Father, over his mind, over his thoughts, over his lung, over his oxygen level. Right now, I just thank you for it. I just kept hearing, breath of life come, breath of life come, breath of life come into his lungs, in and out. Just put your hand on your chest as you're breathing. Just picture picture Roger's lungs going in and out. Breath of life, come. Breath of life, come. In and out. Function and operate like it should. I just thank you for it right now. Lungs be whole in Jesus' name. Be whole. We speak to you, lungs. We picture you, lungs and Roger. Be whole right now, right now. Thank you for it, Father. You are good. You are faithful. You are a God of miracles. We know who you are. We know who you are. Yes, we do. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Father. This is a testimony. This, he is a walking testimony. I get, during this whole time, I just kept seeing him dance. Oh, Roger, you're going to dance. <laughs> you are going to dance. You are. You are a testimony. Yes, Lord. You are good. You are good. Amen. So something, uh, I just checked the notes. Sarah's online, Sarah and Roger are online with us on Zoom. And um, she put a note in there, pray for his oxygen reserves. So that's something else to keep in mind. Can I say something? Yes. Okay. I can't play and talk. <laughs> um, so I just felt like God really wanted me. I am not, I get weird when I talk in front of people. But um, so part of my identity is I'm the protector of life. And I feel like God wanted me to just declare that over Roger. Um, Roger, I speak life into you, and I send out angels that um, have been assigned to me that I am able to give authority to, to work on your behalf to protect life, not only the life from the air that you're breathing in your physical body, but to protect the life of your dreams, of your family, of your future, and um, I declare that nothing will come against it, and that, um, and Lord, we just thank you that your life is enough, um, and that it covers it, and um, we just declare life, and it's not over. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Is anybody else? Mr. Sanchez.
proclaim shalom, healing, and wholeness for Roger in the name of Jesus. I proclaim shalom, wholeness. Shalom, wholeness. Amen. That's good. That's so good. Anybody else? Jesus Christ walked upon this earth and healed and did many other miracles. He had his disciples do the same thing. And here we are now. So by the power of God, through Jesus Christ, because we are his, we heal Roger. Heal him in every way, his body, his spirit, his plans, and especially financially with today's medical industry. Heal him in the name of Jesus Christ. I just want to say how um, proud I am <laughs> of you all, of your words. Um, I love the fact that several of you um, called on and released the angelic. Um, it's not even something that we touched on, but um, many don't believe that way, and they may think us crazy, but it's in the word. Uh, we have full-on relationship with the angelic. And I want to encourage you um, to continue to just uh, release them to go. Release ministering and warring and healing angels. They are the ministers of God along with us. There is a relationship that we have. And so call upon that. Call upon that. And we speak to those oxygen reserves in Roger. We speak for there to be an overflow, not a reserve. We don't need something just in case. We just need an overflow, a continual passage of oxygen that in the name of Jesus, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we seal every one of these words and prayers that were spoken by your Holy Spirit. We thank you so much for a family that is truly kingdom, which is truly you. We thank you for what you're doing, God. And we ask you, we ask you to heal Roger. Amen. Guys, I just want to encourage you throughout the week to basically what Chris just said. Just remember, Roger, I know some of us are fasting take communion. Communion just brings the reality of who we truly are back into perspective. So don't feel like you have to be in a church setting to take communion. Take communion on a daily basis, if you would, on his behalf. And just go to the Lord and remember that he is part of our body. So when you're praying for him, lay hands on yourself and speak to those lungs to do what they were created to do. As we thank you for using your voices, we thank you for going to the Lord on his behalf and recognizing just the body that we are and what God's doing through us. So, thank you. Um, I did, one last thing I wanted to mention was 
The other thing that's so cool that it's not a it's not a pastor or pastors that lead a church. It's 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 the community. It's family that make up a community, right? And each of y'all touched on so many different aspects and things. And even I think it was Chris Herrera that mentioned financially. Roger hadn't been able to work in a month. So just ask the Lord if there's something you can do there. Um, we're gonna, there's some other things that are gonna come up about that, but in the main, the main thing is just pray for them to be financially blessed. And uh, they're not more special than the rest of us when we go through situations or circumstance. But right now the rest of us are not laying in a hospital bed with our oxygen almost gone having drowning attack. We, you, know, you know what I'm saying, right? I mean that with no slap or no disrespect. We're focusing on them because the situation is so serious. And so um, we love you. Uh, Roger, Sarah, we love you guys. We're praying for y'all. Um, and again, if there's anything you need or anything, just come and see us afterwards. If you don't want your section to be on YouTube, just come and tell me. Um, and... Yeah, we're good. We love you all. God bless you. Thank you for hanging out and doing this with us. Family, amen. So cool. God bless you all. Have a great week.